Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Takeaway, a weekly conversation with the ministry team here at Silverdale where we talk about our takeaways and reflections from this past weekend's worship experience. This week, I have a conversation with Maddie. Maddie serves as campus pastor at our Bonnie Oaks campus, and we talk about his experience preaching at Bonnie Oaks as well as just some of the other things God is doing at our Bonnie Oaks campus. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Maddie, thank you, man, so much for being here today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Adam. I am too. I've been looking forward to this. And you know, when I asked you to do this, I didn't even know that you were going to be preaching this past weekend. Sure was. Yeah. I had a blast, man. I had fun. I love getting the opportunity to, to fill the pulpit for our pastor, and he's kind and gracious and affords me those opportunities. So it's, a, it's always an exciting weekend for me and my family. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I love that we have that. Uh, as as part of our church, I guess, DNA personality, if you will. So not only did you preach, but Randy preached. Yep. And Travis, he typically preaches, yep. um, but he preached. And then I think Chuck preached. He did. So all of our, our campus did. pastors preaching. And so when I was in small group last night, um, like there was somebody there from Saturday night. There were people there from Bonnie Oaks. There were people there from awesome. North Udawa. And we were able to have yeah. a conversation around like, okay, this is what Randy said. And this is what. It and, creates some cool dynamics in small groups for sure. Yeah, we have the same in ours. So we've got a couple of, well, one family specifically that they attend North Udawa, uh, another family that attend Creekside. So we have the same dynamic. Then when we get together on these weekends for small group, everyone heard the same the same text. It's usually just a little bit of a different spin in some way and somehow. And even for me, you know, as as one of the guys that got to preach this weekend, I sat in my small group yesterday and thought, man, I I didn't think about that, or or I didn't, you know, that wasn't. I heard something that maybe I didn't. I didn't even actually know as I was reading the text and teaching the text. So yeah, uh, it creates some cool dynamics for sure. And I love, I love, you know, Hebrews 8. Wow. Going back to, I think, Hebrews, maybe just the beginning of seven, all the way through the next few chapters. These are not easy texts to, to <laughs> preach, are they? <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier. They, there is there's a lot of context that goes into what we're reading right now in Hebrews, what, what the author is, is communicating. Uh, that for us, and, and one of the things I tried to communicate yesterday, the context doesn't come naturally for us, right? Uh-huh. Like I'm not Middle Eastern. I don't have a Hebrew Jewish background. Uh, I'm a white guy from Liverpool, England, that's trying to figure out how to follow Jesus. And as we read through Hebrews, what I know, what the word teaches, right, is that all scripture is profitable for me. So Hebrews 8 with 7, if you go on through like with 10, halfway through 10, even 11, it's profitable for me. So how how do I how do I get those nuggets of wisdom? And you know, sometimes it means that that I got to do a little bit of work. It doesn't just come easily. Um, I got to do a little bit of study. And you know, I think it's important that as we approach texts like this, um, that that are not as natural to us because they deal so much with culture and history yeah. and the Jewish culture and, and history. Um, sometimes pe- we can fear those. But I think it's important for us to remember that God didn't give us a Bible that we yeah. can't understand. But that doesn't mean all of it comes easy. Some yeah. of it takes a little work. And I, and I love how you 
you, you know, you approach that. You said, you know, I have to use resources like a study Bible, like a commentary, things yeah. like that to help me understand this culture in this yeah. context. There's a, uh, he's not a local pastor anymore. He's actually unnatural, but Robbie Gallaty wrote a book I read um, several years back. I think it's called Rediscovering Jesus. Uh-huh. And in that book, he, he specifically talks about the reality that, that we're raised in a very different culture in a very different context. So we, so we've got to pick through some of the things to try to try to understand what we're reading. And it was a significant moment for me. I remember thinking, man, that's, that's me. Like he's, he wrote this book for me in that moment uh, to understand that often just a, a cursory reading of the text and just keep moving on like that. I'm missing something. And even still, right? Like I just taught Hebrews eight, I could read Hebrews eight again this morning and I, and have to go back and try to figure out what, what something meant or what, you know, yeah. But that's the beauty of, of God's word too, right? Like we're always mining it. We're always growing. We're always learning. Uh, we'll never reach the end of what we can learn from the word of God, which is exciting. I love that. Time. And I love your passion about that. You know, you, you and I, um, I'm going to give the world in a little window into a, a conversation you and I had last Sunday. We stood by the baptistry and it was meaningful to me when, when you said, man, I just really want people to know and understand mm-hmm. how good this relationship with God can be. It was just after, I guess it was between services yeah. and you'd baptized somebody who had come from another faith tradition yeah. into, um, you know, into a relationship with Jesus. And, and you just shared a little bit of your heart with yeah. me and desire. And I love that. So I just I, love your passion. I get a, a very privileged seat on the bus, so to speak. And, you know, I, I say this to, to my team that every Sunday I get to stand on a stage uh, and I'm not, my mind isn't typically racing as fast as it was yesterday. Cause I'm not teaching, uh, you know, I'm getting to welcome people and say hi and try to connect some dots. And I stand on a platform and I look out across hundreds of people and I know stories. I know what God is doing. I see faces and I know the story behind that face. And at times it's, it's sad and it's hard and it's difficult because I know the struggle, but a lot of times it's. I mean, it just makes me smile because I see this individual. I know what God is doing or has done. Um, I see God's faithfulness to those people. Like there's a couple, as I look out, they sit on my right hand side. And every Sunday when I see them, I'm reminded of of where they were. And it wasn't all that long ago that uh, they had some marital issues, some things that some choices that he had made um, that had caused their marriage to be in a, in a rough place. And you know, they made a commitment in that moment to to follow Jesus. And they made a decision that that we're going to build our life. We're going to build our marriage on the rock that is Christ. And every Sunday I get to see them and I see the faithfulness of God in their life. And not everybody around them knows that. No one yeah. else maybe in the room even knows that. But that's just one couple that every Sunday I get to look at. And I'm reminded of the goodness of God and how he's moving and working in our church family. And man, I Try to figure out how how do we help people know that? How do we help them see that? And we get to do a little bit of that in baptism because we get to share the story of God's goodness. And um, but it's it's a it's a privilege. It's an it's an honor. I feel very blessed to, to do what I get to do and to be a part of all weekend services in the way that I get to be. It's it's a really cool thing. I think do. you're doing a great job, man. I I'm I'm grateful for your heart. I've heard you share these kinds of things before, and. And know that this comes from a, a genuine place and desire 
uh, for people to grow in their faith. And so, you know, about, I don't know, has it been about a year ago now that you transitioned into this role of campus pastor? Yeah, August was full, like the full, the, the full time, the transition uh-huh. happened in August of uh-huh. this year. So it's, what's that, seven months, six, seven months? Yeah, yeah. Like so that. a little it's over like half a year, not quite a year then. Okay, okay. Time, time is confusing to me sometimes. <laughs> it feels like it's been a year, I'm telling you. And what an amazing year it has been just mm-hmm. to see how God has worked in you and and in your leadership here at Bonnie Oaks. And so, I don't know, give us a little window yeah. into your world or your heart for for that role. Uh, so, again, Michael, I'm and you know this, I'm so fortunate. I'm so blessed that that I get to, first of all, be led by two of the kindest, humblest, most gracious guys in, in Pastor Tony and Pastor Steve, who are willing to allow me and afford me the opportunity to, to try things, to make mistakes, to fail. I think that's one of the beauties of the ministry that we serve in is you don't have to be fearful of failure, uh, that that you met with grace on the opposite side of that, which really allows us to thrive, right? It allows us to try things. It allows us to take some risks that that may or may not work, knowing that my job's not necessarily on the line if it doesn't work. Praise um, God. Yes. Amen. <laughs> uh, so serving with full and with those guys is great. But then I've got, got guys like Randy, Travis and Chuck who have led campuses and services for much longer than I have, who also do an incredible job. They're each gifted in different ways. Um, so getting to learn from each of those guys um, and what they do in the way that they do it. Uh, you know, Chuck is so relational that it's it's hard to go to Creekside and not feel connected, right? It's hard to be a part of a service there and not feel like you're known, um, which is a big deal. People want to be known, right? We we want to be a part of something. You know, Randy, I, I, I continue to learn how to lead teams and how to lead people and how do we, uh, a pastor cast this vision um, of where we're going to go and where he wants our people to go. How do we flesh that out? What does it look like for us as a campus to actually work to pursue that vision that our pastor set forth? And from Travis, he's, he's so he's focused right he knows what god has called him to he's figured out what god has called him to and he runs in that lane and and he does it well and he does it passionately so i learned from from him i'm i'm trying to learn and figure out for myself what is my lane what is it that i feel like god has called me to what kind of leader has god called me to be uh, what kind of pastor um has god has god called me to be and, and trying to figure it out so i learned from all of those guys uh, on a weekly basis, and and for me right now, that fleshes out with with just trying to trying to help our Bonnie Oaks campus pursue the vision that our pastor set forth. So he wants us to be a church of disciples making disciples, which on the front end sounds really great, right? And you say, awesome, sounds easy. Let's do what the Bible says. But as you begin to flesh that out, it's like, what? Okay, what is a disciple? What does that actually mean? What what's involved in that? How does that flesh itself out across the ministries of our campus? Um, how does that flesh itself out in the weekend services? Um, and then what does it even look like to begin within the context of those ministries to replicate that? And that's that's the charge that I feel like I've been given is to, to come alongside incredibly gifted leaders like Sam, Courtney, Holly, Carissa, Tori, what a uh, team. Summer. I mean, it's All those unbelievable. It's, it's a dream team. This It's stacked. And help us figure out okay how do we how do we be disciples making disciples in our ministries in a way that is cohesive together as one campus as one church 
Um, so we're not running in multiple directions and we're not all doing our own thing um, and make sure that they have really what they need to do what God has called them to do. You know, I, I feel like, hopefully we all feel like, I feel like it's an, an important job, um, but I also feel like I've got one of the best and, and arguably one of the easiest jobs on us on our staff because I work with a team that's so gifted and it they don't they don't need me to to do much of anything for them but just say hey that's the way that we're running run as fast as you can like I, I really I, there's not a day I come to work and I'm like ah I gotta go <laughs> right. I love what I get to do I love serving here at Silverdale I love the people I work with I mean even this so my my it's Monday morning. One of the first things I get to do on a Monday morning is come and hang out with you for what 30, 45 minutes and, and talk about what God is doing in our church. What a gift. I get to come and sit down with a guy that I like, that I like to hang out with, that I like to be around and talk about what God is doing. Like, is there a better job? You know, what I mean? like, I, I don't think that there is. I would agree. I would agree. I, I look forward to Monday every week. I, I do every single week. It's so, well, everything you just said. To echo yeah, what you just I said. I love it. And I've noticed that you uh, in recent weeks and months have, and I'm sure it's always been there, but it's really come out in some of the meetings and uh, conversations I've been a part of, just a passion for men and men's ministry. Yeah. A lot of these Bible studies that are going on right now. I know you've been influential yeah. and a part of that. It's, a, it's, you know, I talk about learning from Travis and, and figuring out kind of what, what my calling is and what I no one believe is that in this season of my life, um, God, I believe divinely and in his sovereignty has put men in my life who um, are humble enough to say, I want to follow Jesus. I'm just not entirely sure I know how to do it. And allowing me to build a friendship with those men to come alongside them and, and, and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out too. Uh, but let's do it together and let's do it by really just opening God's word, reading the Bible, and let's figure out what it means for us as not just even as men, but as followers of Jesus to live this out. What I learned pretty quickly is that there are a lot of men and maybe even men listening to, to this morning or this afternoon who don't really know how to follow Jesus. They don't really know how to read their Bible. Or they're just not reading their Bible. Um, and what, what I wanted to be a part of was creating an environment where men could come together and just be in the Word, learn from God, learn from each other, and grow together. And fortunately, you know, David Thompson, Pastor David, Ricky, those guys, Clayton, in that, in that men's ministry department, so to speak, put some other guys around them, Tim Patrick, Hunter Hydus, that said, hey, you know what? We, we agree. Like, we want the same thing. So what does it look like? And now we've got three four men's groups that are, that are meeting on a weekly basis for the next six or so weeks. Um, you know, then we'll take a little break. We'll probably come back with this in the summer and do something. May just be one thing, uh, maybe a couple of things. At this point, I'm kind of out of that part of it. Sure, um, sure. I'm just getting to be a part of it. And, and that's what I love is, you know, while I, while I serve on our team and I serve as a, as a pastor, I get to be a part of our church, which it's, it, I hope it's never lost on me that 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 I need the church, whether I lead in it or not, that I need the church. I need the body of Christ. I need men in my life spurring me on and encouraging me and growing together. So it's been a really 
sweet and difficult season. Sweet in the sense that I'm seeing God grow men and friends of mine in incredible ways. Difficult because they've experienced difficult things. Uh, and they would all probably readily admit a lot of it's their own doing. A lot of it's choices that they've made. Um, but they, they've, they've made the choice to follow Jesus. Um, and they're doing it. And, and you know, several of those guys are listening in and I'm just, I'm proud of them. I'm proud to call them my friend. I'm proud to call them my brother in Christ. And I'm honored to go alongside those guys. Maddie, this is why I love you so much. Just to hear your heart, hear you share. Thank you so much for coming and being a part of this today. Thanks for having me, brother. Like I told you before, and I, I'd love to say it on camera too. I think you do an incredible job and our, our church is better because of your ministry. And uh, even this morning, like I said, I've got prayer requests from people who just get to watch online. They don't get to attend in person for, for different reasons. Um, and they're influenced towards Jesus because of you and your ministry, man. And it's, it's a privilege to partner with you. Uh, we, we're we on the same boat, man. If, if our weekend services tank, we're going down together, <laughs> man. So we're in this thing together. Um, oh, that's so true. I'm grateful for you. Man. I'm, I'm grateful, grateful for, for you. you. Thanks. Thanks, man. I really enjoyed that conversation with Maddie. I just so appreciate his heart for ministry and what God is doing in him and through him as pastor at our Bonnie Oaks campus. And if you're new to Silverdale, we would love for you to be a part of any one of our campuses. We have Saturday night services at our Bonnie Oaks location and, and a number of times and locations throughout the greater Chattanooga area. We even have a couple of online options. So check out our website for times and locations. Thanks for watching or listening all the way to the end. Again, we hope to see you in worship this weekend. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale. And we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.